0: Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel.
1: We are talking Spotsylvania County Little League, and what a great day to talk about Spotsylvania County Little League than when it's cold. This is—I said to you guys—this is like pitchers and catchers reporting to have to have you all here this morning. James Manning, Carolyn Manning, and uh, and and Brian Diamond here this morning from Spotsylvania County Little League. Good morning, guys. Good to have you here.
2: Good morning, Morning. Ted. Thanks for having us.
1: On a day like this, you just uh, James, you just want to think. You just want to think about baseball
2: i want to think about baseball and softball on the dirt field at you know 70 80 degree weather we've got 24 or so odd kids just having the time of their life
1: and i want to sit be sitting there and and, and, and watching it and, and yelling at brian come on blue you missed it oh don't <laughs> get thrown out of the game that way <laughs> yeah
3: well I, actually our parents are, are pretty good i you know you see social media people Yelling at the officials. We generally don't have that problem here in Spotsylvania County. We're very fortunate.
1: I was going to ask you about that. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into that because that that's I know that's that's become a problem as far as just being able to recruit people to be be umpires and and and, and officials. It's very
3: difficult. There is absolutely a shortage of uh, officials for youth sports all across the board.
1: Carolyn Manning, you, we we're going to get into what you, what you do. I mean, you're you're really. I don't know how to describe i mean you you deal with every aspect of the kids and the yes. families yes i do and um it's i it, it's dur- during the season you're you're really busy but I, I even right now i guess you're really putting it all together and in, in, in planning
4: oh yeah year-round job for sure
1: <laughs> one of the things we, we wanted we want to jump right into and, and and get the word out on um, james is signups because a lot of times you just think well i got plenty of time it's it's going to be nine degrees today, and I don't need to worry about this, but you do need to worry about it if you haven't signed your kids up.
2: Absolutely. So most people don't think until pitchers and catchers report for MLB that we've got to worry about uh, signing your kid up for recreational baseball and softball. Well, the times now, uh, little leagues and recreation leagues all across the area have signups, and specifically for Spotsy and some of the local little leagues, their signups end early to mid-February for most of their age brackets. So uh, every year there's dozens of families that reach out to us after our registration closes and our teams have been finalized. Hey, is there any way you can get our kids in? And it breaks my heart and to, to mm. tell them no, but we, we, have, we have to have a line in the sand at some point. Sure. And uh, it, it absolutely does break my heart.
1: So, as far as the, the, the numbers go, you've you seen a big increase?
2: Um, we have grown every season since our we came back after the coronavirus pan, pandemic. We started that first season, spring of 2021, with about 350 kids. And this past spring, we were at 772 athletes. And we had another 705 in the fall. So we're looking at a growth uh, probably somewhere in the 800 athlete range just for this spring season.
1: Mm. That's, that's great news for, for, for baseball itself and interest in, in, in baseball, that, that that many kids are playing and yeah, are interested.
2: Uh, we had about 130 um, female athletes sign up for softball. We had some female athletes on the baseball side as well. And then we've got our challenger division that uh, helps out with the uh, special needs community providing them an adaptive baseball experience. So, those numbers en- uh, encompass mm-hmm. all three of those uh, programs we have.
1: Yeah. How did you all get involved? Carolyn, what, what got you? What, what drew you into Spotsylvania Little
4: League? Um, so, first, my first introduction into at least Spotsylvania County Little League was actually through the Challenger division. Um, both of our our two oldest boys are on the spectrum. And so, we got involved through them playing baseball. And then my oldest decided he wanted to give it a try in just the regular baseball division, and I think he, around the time he was what would be considered league age ten, and we said, well, if you want to do it, now would be the time before you get to the really big field. And so when we crossed over him for the in the regular baseball division, that is when James started uh, volunteering through coaching and managing, and uh, I helped him out as you know in the. In the background, as far as helping him with his team. I was team mom for a while, scorekeeper. Um, Then he started helping out on the board. And then obviously I wanted to help the community. But part of it was I also wanted to be able to spend time with my husband because he was always busy. And so i said well i might as well if i'm gonna do a lot of the work in the background i might as well make it official yeah and he not get all the credit and so (laughs) i decided to join the board and then the rest is just kind of history from there um we've loved every part of it is definitely um, nice to see the background work because a lot of people don't get to see everything that goes into Hmm. putting uh, you know running a league let alone keeping it running and so it has definitely been a great experience and we've made some great friendships and, um, you know, got to know our community and our families a lot better in the process.
1: Well, you both seem so excited and enthusiastic about this. I, did this, are, are you involved more than you ever expected to be James?
2: Absolutely. I was looking, so I'm a Marine vet. And so I joined the Marines to be kind of part of a bigger cause. I left uh service in 2015 and I was kind of looking for that—that that something bigger than just myself to be a part of. And I got sucked up into little league, and and seeing the athletes, just the way that being on the field can change them in such a positive way, just—it it, it was addicting.
1: Yeah. Well, it has to be with the, with the with the amount of time that you all spend with this, and um, just it, it has to be just a thrill to to, to see kids fit in and and just have a good time
2: it, it's wonderful we have individuals athletes at kind of every level of the athletic spectrum and some individuals um are out there just because they want a cool uniform and they want the after practice or after game snack mm-hmm. and they have individuals out there that are trying to be the next uh, mike trout and jessica mendoza and they're every part of that spectrum is a great little league experience and and i, I love seeing those kids experience that
1: Brian, uh, Brian Diamond, what got you? What what got what did you got you into little league and especially being an umpire?
3: Well, um, <clears throat> my my son, we we joined Parks and Rec when he was little to get out there and play some baseball, but we would watch the Little League World Series every year on ABC and ESPN. I'm like, we want to do that, and it turns out that Parks and Rec, while it's a fun experience, doesn't take you to to M Sports. So we did some research, found out. Spotsylvania we were in a little league boundary so we joined the league mm-hmm. and um, a, a good friend of mine Brian Wolf who's my mentor I'm sitting on the stands watching a game he was the only umpire out there he says hey uh, I need some help come on can you help me dragged me kicking and screaming out of the stands but uh, it's been the re- most rewarding thing I've ever done um went out there was cautious was timid but I also like uh, like James I'm retired military I, I spent 22 years in the Navy so I have my what i call my chief's voice i can i can yell loudly and and with authority (laughs) and so i can do safes and outs and as you gain more confidence so i went out there and found out you know what this is fun you know and i get the best seat in the house when my when my son was playing yeah would be behind the plate or in the field somewhere so and i could share that
1: experience with him how tough are first base calls you you look i mean so often, I mean, especially now with with, with replay, and, and generally, umpires get it right. But boy, those those bang bang plays! What are you looking for?
3: Um, it's all about where you're at. It's positioning, uh-huh. and, and surprisingly, the closer you are, the less likely you are to to get it right. So they teach us, and Little League International has a fan, and um, the Southeast region and our league in particular have very good training programs where we go out and we practice. Um you get a good angle, keep your head still, and you make the best call you can. Um we don't have instant replay out at Patriot Park or mm-hmm. L'Oreal, but <laughs> we we make the best call we can and most of the time we get it right. And replay when we do have replay, like at the
1: Little League World Series, you know what, we get it right. So We've got a great story. Well, as we go along this morning, you've got a great story about just just along with the Little League World Series and your and your involvement with that. We'll we'll get into that. Lots to talk about. And you mentioned Caroline about the Challenger League. Want to want to talk about that? That is a yes. that is a great great thing that that you provide Absolutely. the the community. If people want more information about Spotsylvania Little League, what's what's the best place to get that?
2: So we're on Facebook at uh, SCLLVA, um, but we're also uh, we have a website that has a bunch of information at SpotsyLL.org. And then if you're not within the city of Fredericksburg or Spotsylvania County, you can go to LittleLeague.org, and in the top right there is a Find Your League, and you can type in your address, and it will give you the contact information and the option to get information directly from your local Little League.
1: If you're thinking about Little League for your kids this year, jump on it right now because – the, the the deadline is going to come and pass and, and and like you said James you're not always able to get someone in afterwards so
2: absolutely
1: it's going to be a fun show this morning James Manning Carolyn Manning and uh, and uh, Brian Diamond here this morning from Spotsylvania County Little League. Sp- SpotsyLL.org or check them out on Facebook. More on News Talk 1230. WFVA will be right back.
0: Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFA 1230 and by text at 540 371 5756. Here's your host,
1: Ted Schubel. Bay County Little League this morning with uh, Brian Diamond, Carolyn Manning, and James Manning. Again, uh, SpotsyLL.org for, for, for more information on the league. And uh, getting signed up and uh, just finding out more information, or check out Spotsylvania Little League on uh, on on Facebook. I went to your opening last year. You did the your 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 opening night on a Friday night at uh, Fred Nats Ballpark. It was just terrific. And I knew I knew very little. I've lived in Spotsylvania for years and years, and did not know a whole lot about Spotsylvania Little League. I walked away highly impressed. You guys, it was. Top notch, and every player got to march in with their with their team, and you did. It was nicely done, and I guess you're doing that again this year.
2: Absolutely. So that was our first time we took our opening ceremony. Uh, we went to Virginia Credit Union Stadium with the Fred Nats, and they hosted us uh, with thanks to the city of Fredericksburg, um, and we plan on doing that again this year. It'll be April twelfth, Friday, April twelfth. Um, and the parade will start at 6.30 p.m. Uh, and we'll have all the athletes, again, on the field. We'll have sponsors, uh, an opportunity for sponsors there. And then afterwards, we'll have some sort of game and activity on the field itself mm-hmm. while we have other little activities for individuals. We're just hoping for better weather than we had last year. It week. rained at the the, 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 the rain made it a little stressful last year but it did move out it turned out but, but it t- moved out and it turned out to be a, a great experience uh, uh we had we had families and and kids that were crying tears of joy because they had the opportunity to be on such a, a wonderful field that's
1: that that's the thing yeah when you talk about stress I'm sure the I'm sure the president of Spotsylvania little League was a little stressed when right up until really right up until the end it was just a downpour i
2: i i was definitely stressed that day uh with the board trying to figure out what the best course of action is because we didn't want to put um any of the athletes or families in, in a hard or uh, in a, a hard way yeah we wanted to make sure they were safe taken care of we had a full slate of games that next day starting at 8 a.m in the morning until i think the last i left at close to a ten thirty or 11 p.m that next day and we didn't want anybody to you know catch a cold or or get sick and not be able to actually enjoy the the games on the field that next day yeah
4: i will say a big shout out to our other board member fred brown he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off opening day trying to make sure everything was <laughs> taken care of and so he he was i think almost as equally stressed oh, as he, you were he was. at opening day
1: <laughs> well th- that brings up a, a point, and i'm sure for for all of you there if the, uh, there probably are a lot of needs and volunteer opportunities with, with Spotsylvania Little League. You don't have to have a child playing if you're just in the community and interested in, in, in being involved with helping kids. Yes. There probably are a lot of opportunities for you.
2: Absolutely. We have coaching opportunities. We've had individuals that led, uh, was the manager of teams that didn't have kids that were part of the league that just, their kids have aged out of, of baseball activities. They moved to the area. They just wanted to be a part of the community. They wanted to help out. We always have opportunity for umpires. Um, we, we we always need umpires. Um, and
4: umpires, it, can, it doesn't have to be an adult. We also have a youth umpire program as well hmm. for kids that are, um, as, it's popular for uh, high schoolers. I think the youngest is usually around what? Thir- 12 to,
0: 13, 12 is to our, 13 is the youngest
3: we go and we put them out on the field with a with a trained adult. Mm-hmm. And they have a blast. Oh, I um, bet. Allen, um, you know safes and outs and a few of them um have gotten behind the plate as they've gotten older and now one of our youth umpires is one of our regular adult umpires these days
4: and they get community service hours for it you know anything that they do we're you know we're willing to take in anybody that has you know we'll find somewhere to plug them in to help out And, and you're
3: right you don't need children in the league i haven't had a child in the league for 10 years our core group of umpires we have five or six of us all of our children have aged out years ago. So yeah. we do it for the love of the game. One, it's fun. And there, there's nothing better than being out on the field and sharing that moment when a child gets their first hit. They catch the ball for the first time. Yeah. They score their first run. It's just it's just fantastic.
1: Yeah. Boy, but for kids, that, what, what a great skill to have. Mm-hmm. That's something that you can carry on for life to, mm-hmm. be, to be able to be an umpire, an official. And just the confidence you would get. And,
3: and for adults, if you're ever thinking about coaching umpiring a season you learn if you have to learn the rules yeah you are a much better manager or coach or teacher when you
1: know the rules of the game that's a good point yeah, yeah. that is that, that 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 is that is a very good point and, and i'm sure you would like to have coaches that know the rules oh
3: yes <laughs> a, a, a,
2: absolutely and the amount of times we have a parent or coach that's like but it's this way well sorry sir ma'am that's the MLB rule book that's not little League rule book uh, little League rulebook is available free to download at your local app store uh, and you can absolutely go through and, and and read it and we we charge all of the the parents and the coaches to to get better acquainted with our rules but there will always be some sort of uh, uh, knowledge gap there
1: yeah so yeah. And
2: umpiring is a great way to get in and not only learn the rules but then we'll see how they're applied and then when you start out you can go with a more experienced umpire even if you're an adult we try to pair new umpires with more experienced umpires just so they they're they're never alone
1: we hear so much uh, brian about parents who can be you know you're just just the you know the 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 booing of the umpires and, and even worse the the bullying sometimes and that that's that's for for youth sports has been become a problem that a lot of people don't want to do what you're doing
3: exactly um there there's a <clears throat> an exodus of of youth sports officials leaving leaving youth sports yeah um i've heard and read of high school um school games being canceled or postponed because of the lack of umpires or referees or whatever whatever the sport um and it has to do with uh the abuse the officials take uh now that being said it it does take a thick skin to to be an umpire or be a referee you definitely i i turn down my hearing aids if you will i, I don't listen to what's going on behind me um outside the fence un, unless it gets out of hand unfortunately in spotsylvania we we don't have that problem we have a very good families and parents that take care of each other yeah um Peer pressure is a wonderful thing. If somebody gets out of out of hand, I can stop the game and have other parents. We want to see little Johnny or little Susie play the game. Will you shut up? You yeah, know, basically. <laughs> right. So, um, I've only had to eject one person from a game, a manager in the 12 or 13 years I've been doing this, which I think is is good. You want oh, to keep great. want to keep people in the game. We yeah. want a good positive image for the for the children. So, I, I see it on social media. We're
1: fortunate here in Spotsylvania that we generally don't have that problem that's good that 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 is good to know but again there 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 is there is that need all across the board so if people want to become what what a great training ground absolutely um we in the spring typically will have
3: 250 uh kid pitch games so for like t-ball coach pitch and machine pitch games the very young the developmental divisions we don't provide umpires the the coaches and managers and the parents handle those games but when you when you get to the minor, the 9 to 12-year-old and above divisions, we the, the children themselves pitch. We put umpires out on the field. So 250 games, I've got about 30 roughly per season volunteers that might do as many as 1 to 30 games in the season, but all my games can't be covered. So when that happens, people show up and your child doesn't have a, an umpire, so we ask parents or managers to handle that, but we need parents to volunteer. Um, and it doesn't have to be just the dads. The moms can come out too. We've got hmm. three or four um, mom, female, lady umpires in our league that do a fantastic job. Um, and frankly, I like when uh, moms come out and women come out and volunteer to umpire because it gives our children a different view, a different role model than just the dads and the men yeah. being in that yeah. authority uh, position.
0: Yeah.
2: I was about to say, I love when, you know, it's not always the dads that are coaching managing umpiring, summing up on the board of directors um, it, there there's definitely a, a place in my heart that when we have kind of a diverse
4: yes I, I will say that is one thing about our league we you know I even myself I've done the, the team manager, and stuff. We actually got to the point where it, we used to call the position "Team Mom," and we actually changed it to "Team Parent" because it was saying, you know, we don't need to make anything gender specific <laughs> or uh, as if, of who we expect to fill that role because it, it can go vice versa. And so we are definitely, I think, in all of the different areas um, inclusive when it comes even to our volunteer positions, and it does it does create a good uh, model for for the kids that we we serve.
1: The season starts in starts in April. How long does the season last?
2: So the season lasts. Um, games start in April and will last usually to just after Memorial Day weekend. Practices start at the beginning of March. So it's a uh, it's a spring season. We then go into a postseason where it's more of about 120 of our athletes versus the entire. Uh, we we pick our all stars and yeah. they go compete against other. Um, leagues in our our district and if they win that tournament they go up to states uh, and if they win states they go to regional and then eventually the, the one of the seven Little League World Series um, and then as that's going on we're getting ready for our fall season that starts in August and runs through Halloween yep. So it, it is almost a year round.
1: That's why I guys live near L'Oreal Park. That's why when I go by L'Oreal, there are all and the, especially on the weekends or nights there's always games. Oh yeah. Most or,
4: definitely. We again it is a year round thing for the league. Um, we're always looking for the upcoming season. Obviously right now we're pl- we're you know, behind the scenes we're planning for our opening day. Um, assessments uh, for our spring season will be next the beginning starting the beginning of next month. And so it's just that go time but we do it all for you know the love of the game and you know the love of the kids
1: and i like when when we started james when you, when you talked when you, you mentioned both when when you mentioned um role models that you, all the kids look at and you did you know you did male and female mm-hmm. and because softball's become a, a, a just a, a, a huge sport also
2: it absolutely is and what i love about softball is there's a, a tendency for the you know young athletes. There's more of a tendency. Hey, grab a friend and bring a friend to a ball field, and then the next season they're on the ball field having the experience that they they were as a spectator. Uh, and like I said, we have about 130 wonderful female athletes that specifically play softball with us, and then we have uh, some female athletes that are kicking butt on the baseball side as well.
1: Yeah. Which is what—that's that's exciting stuff—and you guys get to see that all, all firsthand. Uh-huh. SpotsyLL.org, dot org, uh, the the website, or check out uh, Spotsylvania County Little League on uh, on, on Facebook. If we take a break and come back. We'll uh, hear Brian's umpiring story, talk about the Challenger League, and uh, other ways you can get involved with the, with the Spotsylvania Little League. This uh, this this morning again LL that org. More on News Talk twelve thirty W F V A. It's eight thirty
0: from the Fredericksburg today online news studios. This is News Talk twelve thirty W F V A. Fredericksburg, a Centennial Broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk twelve thirty W F V A. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now here's your host. Ted
1: Great stuff this morning. It's especially great because there's snow on the ground and it's cold. Spotsylvania County Little League are uh, focus. Opening day April 12th. But if you're interested in uh, in your uh, kids playing, then uh, you need to find out all the details and uh, get them signed up before that all passes. Spottll.org is uh, the website, or check out Facebook for uh, for all the information on Spotsylvania County Little League. And James, you mentioned there's also if you go to what the Little League. So
2: littleleague.org in the top right, even if you're on your mobile or on a desktop, there should be a a find my league button and you enter your address and it'll show you the website, the social media and give you the option to reach out directly to one of their board uh, members, most likely their president so you can get more information on your local league whether you're in East Orange, Caroline, King George, Richmond County something like
1: that. Okay. And get, get like we said, get get signed up so you're not having to say to somebody it's I'm just, sorry, but it's just it's just too late. So
2: Absolutely, it breaks my heart every, Please
1: every year. do that. James Manning is here. He's the president of Spotsylvania Little League. Caroline, Caroline Manning is the uh, player agent for the league and, uh, and uh, Brian Diamond is the uh, umpire in chief and brian you've got a great story you've been doing this a while but you you got to experience uh the little league world series i did um
3: i've been doing this about 12 13 years and i uh got my golden ticket uh this past year i like to say um i got to i was selected to umpire in the intermediate division um little league world series which is out in um livermore california and that's for 13 year olds Mm -hmm. and they play on a a modified, uh, a larger diamond. So the, our nine to twelve year olds, and what you normally see in Williamsport is the sixty foot diamond. There's no, there's no stealing that the children can't lead off. They have to wait until the ball reaches a batter. So there's some modified rules for that that age group. At thirteen, they start to go to the bigger field and it becomes more like quote unquote real baseball. Yeah. Where the intermediate is a seventy foot base paths and a fifty foot pitching mound distance. And here the children get to uh, take leads and steal, and it's, it's much more like what you see in the MLB and the professionals. And then after that, at 14, they move up to the uh, traditional 90-foot field. Um, so I found out last January that I had been uh, selected. Um, I spent most of the spring and summer um, losing weight, working out, so I wanted to look good, be in shape, and then um, got the opportunity to fly out to Livermore and spent 10 days out there umpiring um, what was the greatest game of of my career i, I absolutely had enjoyed it completely wow the quality of play from local little league where you have all skill levels to as you progress through the tournament season through um your district tournaments your state tournaments your regional and then to the world series these kids got game they can play mm. um and it really ups your game as an umpire the speed of the game is much much faster Uh, the managers and coaches know what they're doing and when they question you on a rule you better know the answer to that rule to whatever the question might be so plus you get your 15 minutes of fame whereas on espn um i i was fortunate i got to uh, be the plate umpire for the u.s u.s division championship game and then i was at second base on the on the championship game so it was a lot of fun how exciting It, it was it was it was a whole lot of fun and i'm continuing my journey i hope to uh, eventually get to Williamsport someday. Mm. And frankly, I'm not the only one in Spotsylvania County Little League who's done this. Um, We've got four or five umpires that have done World Series. Brian Wolf, who got me, he's done two Little League Softball World Series down in Greenville, North Carolina. John Cheesebrew did the um, Little League Softball World Series last year, or year before last, in um, Greenville, South Carolina, or North Carolina. Uh, Our friend... Pete Gaither from out in King George of the league, who umpires with us all the time, did the uh, senior softball World Series up in Delaware, um, and our vice president Matt Glunt, who used to be the UIC, is qualified and just waiting his turn to go to either uh, Livermore or the junior or the or Williamsport. So we've got. A lot of experience um, and high-level knowledge in our league, from an umpire perspective.
1: I would, I would think, Brian, that being able to do something like this just makes you makes you a better umpire.
3: Oh, it absolutely does. And you have to, it. It takes a lot of work. It, it and it takes time. It takes about I, I don't know ten years on average to, to get from stepping on the field the first time to to getting a World Series assignment. But a lot of that is you need you need reps. You need to be on the field, mm-hmm. seeing the situations because every day you see something different. And to, even today in the Little League, I step out on our local fields and something happens. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. You know, <laughs> and you have to figure out and dig into the rule book and figure out what happened and why it happened and what the right answer is. And if you don't know yet, you make the best call you can. And then you you ask your friends and your other umpires and your region and Little League International if you need to, hey, this happened. Did I make that call right? Or mm-hmm. And they point you to the rule book and, you know, to make you a better umpire over time. But you were on ESPN. How, but I was on ESPN. Cool yes. that? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was cool, and you know, all my friends and family around the world and, and across the country got to see me, and I've got the screenshots and my avatars on the phone or me in my umpire outfit pointing at the camera. It was. It was I was hope so. I hope the so. Ring yes and i have the big bling ring <laughs> yeah. I, I i forgot to wear it today but this
1: is you you got, you radio you got you
0: for... got a ring and he
4: very much loves to make sure he that loves it <laughs> well, yeah. and i and we love it because he'll you know he'll sit there and it's just like even you know for us girls on the board we'll just be like oh my gosh if you go to like the
1: show man, you, you got to get up. the bling, you know <laughs> yeah well, you gave me a pin, which yeah. I think is just I, – I will treasure this. Well, well, thank you. Pin trading is very big
3: at Little League games. Yeah. Yes. Leagues have pins, um, and the players at, at the various tournaments, at districts and states and, and all the tournament levels, trade pins. And umpires, we customize and make our own pins to trade. So it's just, you know,
2: it's fun. You yes. mentioned ESPN. I, I would like to point out, talking about kind of the depth of experience we have within our local league, it was 2021 you went down to region yes and so we had brian and then brian wolf both on espn behind plate so you were on espn two, i think for the regional or yes i was on, on ESPN, espn for the championship game and, and then, brian was over at the world series as at the world series so at the same time we had two Brian's from our league <laughs> on ESPN How about that? umpiring behind the plate at it the was, same time yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we we had you know our tablet with one and then tv with another or some sort yeah. of because we, we just we had to watch it so we
4: know them
1: <laughs> that is ve- that is very cool it says a lot about Spotsylvania Little League and just the, the commitment that you guys like you said Brian you have to put in the time to do this and for you all to do that
3: and, and umpiring is not for everybody it, it, you know some people try it man i'd rather coach or i'd rather do this and there's plenty of opportunities it doesn't necessarily have to be umpiring i assistant coached one year um, and while i found that rewarding that wasn't my niche mm-hmm. and i went back to umpiring and, and found that this is what i like to do and you know so i have stuck with it and i'm going to keep doing it until my body
1: says i can't
4: yeah which is one we're never letting you go. <laughs> no, I you, you
1: can't. And I know. And you know, now Williamsport is next. That's uh That's, that's the goal. I can't that's wait goal. to hear about this when you you'll you'll need to let me know when you're when you're doing that. Absolutely. I will I I will I will be your big fan, uh cheering you along. We're talking Spotsylvania Little League uh this, this morning. Uh Caroline, you mentioned it. you all can jump in whatever the the, the Challenger League is just a terrific a uh, terrific league where you you're able to involve kids who might it, it might be more difficult yes. without the challenger yes. league.
4: challenger will always hold a special place in my heart because that was how my boys got first got introduced to um just recreational sports but specifically baseball when we were when james was stationed up at quantico we were in dtq territory um little league and so then when we moved down here uh, really wanted to get them re-involved so that's like I said, how I got introduced to Spotsy Little League, and it's just a phenomenal thing. I we always encourage people, even if you know, just to come out and cheer them on. They always play at uh, Sunshine Field, and so you know, it's just a great experience to see kids that you would think any other time they don't have the opportunity to to play the game it's adaptive and so and they're so patient all of our Mm -hmm. volunteers on that side are just so wonderful the parents are cheering on every athlete you know we don't really keep score but it's just to see the smile on those kids faces i was gonna say
1: it was a smile it's just
4: the smiles and just the the sense of just i mean just the world brightens when they get when they finally get that hit i know for our son christopher Sometimes it's he he wants to play. Sometimes he doesn't. But then when he does, he his favorite position is first base because he likes to read the numbers of the jerseys on the back. Mm-hmm. So he'll tell the player when they run to first, he'll be like get them to turn around and he'll say number eleven and number eight, and that's what, what he cares about the most. But he'll say good job to to every athlete, and it's just again they're, you know, sometimes. You know, we don't like to admit it, but they're they're overlooked in a lot of society. And so uh, I know one of our neighboring Little Leagues just started a challenger division as well.
2: Yes, King George just started up a, a division this past spring or fall, one of the two, and they came and played at Sunshine yeah. with us.
4: Yeah. And so it is it is nice to see other little leagues starting to be like, "Hey, this is an you know, an untapped area that we can get focused to because they're they're just as worth it as any other athlete that we have. And like I said, it's just awesome. we We have players with um, variety of you know disabilities, and we find ways to accommodate them. I mean, um, I remember one of my favorite memories is we had a child that was visually impaired. And I remember seeing them put this ball on a tee and it emitted a sound. And I was like, <laughs> what is – and they were telling her where the ball was and it was emitting a sound so she could hit. And I was like, that is just amazing. And so, uh, you know, again, we have Scott Neal, who is our VP of Challenger. He's been around, like I said, since the our league's beginning. And I don't think we'll ever get rid of him. He's another one. We don't want to get rid of him. <laughs> we our, don't want to get <laughs> rid of him because he is just an <laughs> integral part in keeping our, our challenger uh, division going. And, I mean, we we don't even have really a, a limit to the age. We have senior challenger to younger cha- – um, to our smallest kids. So we're hoping to see it continue to grow. And, you know, it's just a wonderful thing.
2: So that that's, that's a great point. We've uh, – Little League is for anyone that is league age, so their age as of August 31st of this current year, from 4 to 16 for our conventional baseball and softball. And then because we charter a senior Little League program, um, there is not a top limit. We have individuals that are play with our Challenger program that are uh, 34, 35 years old. Yeah. So it, it is an adaptive baseball program that that's suitable for Anybody that has an impairment that wants to enjoy the game of baseball.
4: Yes,
1: it is. It's 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 special, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Carolyn. Just the, the, I was gonna say that the game that I was at, so many smiles, and I just and I remember this girl in a wheelchair was having just the time yes. of her life.
4: Yes, it is. It is such a, a phenomenal experience to just witness, and that's why I, I I would encourage anybody, even if you don't have an athlete that plays in Challenger come out and cheer them on because it matters to, and and not just the athletes, but also the families, because when you have a Mm -hmm. a child with special needs, uh, me and James know this from firsthand experience, It. It can be stressful at times and so just to feel that sense of community kind of you know coming around you and supporting your child and even you know even something as being on the field it's just it, it means the, the world to us.
1: Yeah that field over at Sunshine Ballpark is mm-hmm. just to, to have that when, when when that was built for that mm-hmm. and to, to yes. see it used with the, with the Challenger League and yes. for, for, uh, for, for Spotsylvania County Little League. So involved in this and just the fact that it's growing and that you don't have an age limit and Mm -hmm. you've just you've made all you've 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 hit all the right keys on this one.
4: We've got some really small athletes and then we got some really tall ones. (laughs) And we always it's it's funny when you go out to the games because for our really tall or more experienced challenger, you always hear them yell protect. So the buddies know to put the smaller kids behind us. We'll stand in the way just in case, but I mean we've even they've even had um, home out of the park home runs hit over there at Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and so it's just all around. It's just it's just a beautiful experience.
1: Well, I the, the the one thing, just talking to, to you three, and you you three are the the up front people for Spotsylvania Little League. As you mentioned, that you've got board members, and and you know, I mean, there there are a lot of people that that, that make this work, and a, and a lot of people dedicated, and in, in over the years. But mm-hmm. uh, boy, Spotsylvania Little League's in a good spot right now. I mean, the, just from you three, I, you can you can just feel that that there's. There's a passion and there's energy with, yeah, with what all you do. There are a lot of people
3: behind the scenes that are not just the three of us. Sure. Yeah. They do the
1: majority of the work.
3: Yeah,
4: we get together once a month in our board meetings and we, we you know, talk about a whole, you know, a lot of different topics. And even in, in between our board meetings, we're always texting each other <laughs> saying, hey, we got this going on or, hey, we're doing this. We definitely have a team effort. We have a good team um, currently on our board. And I don't, uh, you know, it, it the credit goes to, to everyone for sure.
1: You drive around Spotsylvania and you see all these subdivisions going up, and you just think those are more those are more kids. And so we talk about volunteers and the need for people to get involved. There's a need for people, and you you mentioned James the numbers of that again this year that it's 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 increasing.
2: Uh, absolutely, we're we're about twelve percent over where we were this time last year, so that puts us you know close to nine hundred kids this spring. Uh, We need scorekeepers. We need team parents. We need assistant coaches, managers, umpires, sponsors, donations. We. This is a community effort. uh, That one thing I love about Little League is the fact that our mission has doesn't have baseball or softball in it. It's to create better citizens for the community for the future. And (laughs) so we really try to take that to heart and make sure we're grounded in that. And so. You know, investing in your local little league is a way to invest in the future of your community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That when, when I was there last year for, for opening opening day at, at the the Fred Nance Ballpark just to see all those kids and all their uniforms representing all so, so many teams. But then you looked up into the stands and all the parents and grandparents yeah. up there. There's there's a lot of people that that uh, that, that are involved and in, impacted. And to make it work, like you say, you need more yeah. more volunteers at all at all levels.
2: Absolutely.
4: Yes. I and mean, well, there are some incentives, see, at least for umpire. If we if uh, for parents, we always push them. You know, if you umpire five games, you get a free registration yeah. for the uh, the next season. And so mm. you know, again, we also include different incentives because sometimes it can be I think overwhelming from the parents for the, on the, you know, when you're a parent to feel like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. And so not even just umpiring, but like score keeping or coaching and managing, but we've created really a community within our league that we have experienced umpires. We have experienced uh, managers and coaches that are willing to, you know, we're not going to just throw you off the bridge and hope you swim. Like we're here to support you and to give you the foundation that you need to, to learn. And so Again, we have different incentives and stuff to try to get them out. But yes, volunteers are are always needed in every aspect.
1: But if I can learn umpiring from Brian, I that's who I want to learn from. I mean, you, know, I'll, we'll, I'll sign you up there. We'll hold okay.
4: you to that. <laughs>
1: We're gonna get you on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
4: uh, you shouldn't have said that now. <laughs> now it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> now, umpiring um, is tough. When anytime I've anytime I've done it, and I've just done a little bit of it, and and, and it is so. Um, it's just that the game is much faster even at even at it at, at, at any level, but even in Little League, it's it's faster when you all of a sudden.
3: Yep, it, it it's fast, it's difficult, it can be intimidating, but the hardest part is getting out, stepping out there the first time. Yeah. Once you've stepped out there the first time and made that first call, it it kind of backs off. And you know, you get the butterflies even today, the, the spring season before the first game. I'll start to I'll have nerves. Yeah. You know, am I gonna is is my strike zone gonna be where it needs to be? Am I gonna screw this up? No. It it, it that's natural. But it if you if you're in it for the right reasons, you know,
4: it's and we're it's not looking nothing. for perfection. It's it's we all understand that everything about our league is completely a hundred percent volunteer based. And so I think that also helps us keep our our kind of attitudes in check, knowing that the umpire that's out there is out there just because he loves the game and wants to be a part of our league in the community. And so, I mean, there's times where, when, you know, if James, I've been at some games where James is umpiring and I'll wait till after the game because I have a man at home and I'll be like, what was that call about? Mm. (laughs) But I don't do it at the game because, you know, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're in our, we're not on the field. Yeah. And so I can talk to you one-on-one, but, and he'll explain it to me, but you know at the end of the day we're all volunteers and so
3: and most of these kids they're not going to make it to the major leagues this is this mm-hmm. is growing them as people and yep. at getting them outside off of the screens playing a sport um and they're not going to remember what that score of that game was 2 weeks from now
1: yeah SpotsyLL.org for uh, information on Spotsylvania County Little League. James Manning, Carolyn Manning, and uh, Brian Diamond here this morning. We'll wrap it up when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA.
0: This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel.
1: Brian Diamond, Carolyn Manning, and James Manning here this morning from Spotsylvania County Little League. James is the uh, president of Spotsylvania Little League. Before we just have just a, a minute or so to get out of here, just what do people need to know, James, about uh, Spotsylvania Little League 2024?
2: That we've got baseball and softball for your athletes in the local area. Um, please check us out at SpotsyLL.org. If you have any questions, you can find uh, our contact information there, or you can email me at president at and we'll get your answers uh, as quickly as possible. But please, the time to sign up is now
1: don't wait so thank because you very much for having us I, I i can't tell you what a great day this has been having all, all all of you here and brian brings me a pin from the college world the the, the, the uh, little league world series so it is it has been it has been a uh, it has been a great day get involved again april 12th will be opening day at uh, at Fred Natt Stadium, and then you're off and running for the uh, for for, for the, uh, the the spring season. Thank you all for what you do, because there is just in talking to you for this in the last hour, there is a lot of work behind the scenes by you and others. That, uh, that, that make this happen. Thank you so much. Brian uh, Diamond is the umpire-in-chief. Carolyn Manning is the uh, player agent. And uh, James Manning, the president of Spotsylvania Little League. Spotsy, LL.org. Thank you all for coming, and we will uh, talk again soon. Thanks. Thank you.
2: Excellent.
1: That is it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the morning.